I'm over here now. Pardon the interruption, no need for introduction. It's the drunken monk. Turn this shit up a little, son. My bucket up in smoke, sipping Bacardi till I'm giving my car keys to Jimmy Ferrari. And we out, about to go jump in a mosh pit full of hundreds of hot chicks saying something obnoxious like, I gotta put my foot in your ass permit. When I'm done, I'll cook you in a Brooklyn blast furnace. Episode 119, which is crazy, of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. In a week, the first time I've ever doing a podcast in a Barnes and Noble. Sick, sick. I like that. Yeah, I'll take that title. Yeah, it's you know, it's Gorilla Podcast, and wh- however it works, you know what I mean. Yeah. And if it it's easier for you, it's no big deal. A little bit of traffic here, but it's typical. Welcome to. You're coming from New York, though. Yeah, coming from Brooklyn. The wrong place to be. Uh, well, but, New Jersey, uh, well, much hold better. On. Introduce yourself first, then we'll get into that because we can talk about Jersey versus New York. Greg Falchetto. Yep, my name is Greg Falchetto, and I am a New Jersey hardcore person. I don't know. What would you say? Uh, I don't even know what to say. Um, well, uh, I don't like talking about the past like it is any relevancy to the current. So it's like, well, we have to have a little bit of the past yeah, so people who right. aren't too familiar can get a little a little picture of you. Okay, that's fair. Is yeah. that fair? I uh, we don't have to get into deep dark secrets. Yeah, we could. I mean, I don't really, I don't really keep secrets, you know. No, I mean we can get into former bands, a couple of things here and there that happened along the way, the formation, well, the the breakup of one and then the formation of another. This is hardcore. You, you sure, have yeah. you have a storied history in Jersey, right? <laughs> That's something, yeah. I mean, born and raised in Jersey? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Where in Jersey? Uh, I was born in Livingston, and I grew up in Rawway, okay. Rawway-Clark area, Okay. 135 off the Garden State Parkway. Okay. And then I moved to East Brunswick. Like I lived in East Brunswick for a little while. Okay. Cranberry Crossing Apartments. All right, I lived off Cranberry Road in uh, Lexington Village. Okay. Yeah. I have a little Jersey. Okay. A little bit. Should have kept it, dude. You sold out to New York. <laughs> no, I was born. No, hold on. Born and raised in Brooklyn. Born Here, and raised. Here's the thing. Like when I was young, when I was like 13 or 14, you know, I was like an excited straight edge kid, right? Right. Like, really excited. And now I'm 33, and I'm still fucking straight edge because you don't. If you're not now, you never were, right? Right. But, like, you know, at that time, like early 2000s. I have, to, I have ten years on you. Every everybody was moving. They would move from wherever they lived to New Brunswick, right? And then they would sell out. Or if they got past that first, that first, you know, New Brunswick move, they'd move from New Brunswick to Brooklyn, and then they would sell out. Really? So it's like not. I mean, all the kids I grew up with. I don't even know if any, maybe one or two of them are still like literally two of them are still straight. Why do you think that kids is? I directly grew up with. I don't know. The posers. <laughs> I guess so, it's yeah. hard to hold on to, man. For, well, it's hard for people. You know, it's like I was born straight edge. Right. You know, it was in my blood. Right. Maybe I took a few sips or I smoked a, a little bit of weed when I was, you know, 12, 13, just around the just kids. Just because, that, right. You know, but, like, that shit's in my blood. Right. You have to kill me to take it from me. This right. This is what it is. Right. Like, it's not, I'm not trying to be anything. It just is. Right. Okay. I could respect That's that. That's it. I could respect that. See, right now, I could say, I, see, I hate the word sober, but... I never considered myself straight edge, but I've had my battles here and there, mostly with just drinking. But had like 
crazy, crazy, crazy childhood, crazy into my teens and 20s, sobered up for a full seven years, completely nothing, just smoked cigarettes, which isn't straight edge, but no alcohol or drugs. Sure. You know what I mean? And then I went nuts for like four years, and then now I'm back, and October will be five years, no nothing, no sip of alcohol, nothing. I have, I don't even smoke cigarettes anymore. I mean, the reality of I will life never claim heavy. straight edge because it's just, no, that's fair. It's fair. I completely respect it and I've spoken a, a lot on the pod well not a lot but I've mentioned it several times on the podcast like when I was younger when I first found Youth Today sure even though I would still drink I'd smoke a little weed there was nothing crazy at the time but I loved that shit and I completely respect it you know what I mean so yeah, I mean I connected with it young like it was like a, a message I found early on when I was finding out of because I was like a little bit like I I when I was a so I knew about bands like Glassjaw sure Kiss Kiss Bang Bang their, yeah. their first EP like that record that introduced heavy music to me okay. and I liked like Thursday right. and I liked things like Saves the Day and whatever okay. but the, like the starting line like those were things I was into okay and then I got that Kiss Kiss Bang Bang record and I was like oh man this is like crazy because there was like some singing there was some yelling then everything you ever wanted to know about Silence came out which was like way more experimental I'd sure. say in terms of you know the singing and stuff and, yeah and that really was like a whole thing for me to understand and then right. as you dive deeper into a band once you be, you become like a bit obsessed especially as a kid I mean oh, you, read, yeah. you know thank you lists and all these things and all, you discover yeah. you'd have notepads with just band names written down for days and sure. trying to figure out how to get them or how to figure it out there's a compact disc world in Menlo Park okay. Mall in Edison Okay, and I would go there and I would you know figure things out and get UCDs and you know yeah. Strife One Truth I got early on oh, I was like shit. oh this is sick you know, of like, course just cause it was like a band that was thanked somewhere or I saw it somewhere and I just yeah. connected it to what I was doing that, and, that comes up a lot too finding bands back in the day from thank you lists yeah that's a that's like a really frequent uh, yeah same here I mean that's how I grew up as well I mean I never heard of the Misfits until I saw the friggin until I saw the shirt on Cliff Burton yeah and I'm like what is that and then I look and I'm like reading like the Garage Days CD and it's yeah. like, I'm like, all right, the Misfits, okay. And then the first song I heard was like Bullet. And I'm like, all right, this is crazy. It's talking about Kennedy getting shot. You yeah. know what I mean? And then, I mean, that wasn't my first, you know, pivotal thing that got me into hardcore and punk. But, you know, reading liner notes and just doing your little research when there was no internet, when you had a drive and you actually wanted to pursue and try to find shit and you, something speaks to you. Well, it was like a thing too. Getting, getting the record. Like to me, that's still why it's exciting to buy vinyl for me. Fuck yeah. Like I'll still pre-order active bands and and you know participate in bands that like exist. Yeah. Maybe I can't attend every show or I can't be present at every event that occurs. Right. But I mean, if you asked any of the current labels, mm -hmm. I probably pre-ordered from them in the last six months, a hundred percent. Right. I'd say even in the last two months. Right. If it's, if it's an active label, like I care, I do care about that, and it's exciting to go through the the liner notes and see kind of what's going on. And when I was a kid, it was the same thing, you know. I would get mm -hmm. some tapes and a lot of CDs. It was like a ritual, bro. Yeah, that's just, go into my room and take off that cellophane and just 
And you'd be, wouldn't you be disappointed? Like, when like it was, yeah, two when it was a four panel, you'd be so pissed. Yeah, just one fold out. Yeah, just one fold out. It would be Cheap awesome. Shit. Yeah, man, I would get angry. Like, yo, but you got that one really thick one where you could hardly yeah. slide it back into the jewel case. Yeah, yeah. Good or stuff. when it was pixelated, you'd be like, man, this band paid money. They couldn't yeah. like get like a high res. Yeah, like this pixelated bullshit. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that was like a very uh, yeah, that was. That was pretty frequent. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like a little ritual, man. Leave me alone. I'm gonna go. I'll put this on the record player. Throw this in the CD player. It was like a whole thing, man. You know? Yeah. What? What? Like when when you were growing up, what was like the music that was like in your house, like that you grew up like listening to? Maybe not listening to, maybe like your parents or whatever. What was like in in the background? Nothing, to be honest. They really? weren't like music people at all. Yeah. I think, wow, okay. My, my dad wasn't in the picture, and my mom just didn't give a shit about music. Like, we listened to, like, 80s and 90s top 100 radio nope. in the car. Okay. But, like, yeah, she didn't, she's not really a big music person. Okay. Yeah, she, like, like my, I guess what I got from her was the Disney. Like, I'm, I'm really into Disney, and, like, that's just because, like, growing up, those trips to Disney were, like, the best memories I had. Of course. It's nostalgia up. for you, of course. Yeah. So it's, like, for me, being able to bring my daughter to Disney and uh, go, yeah. you know, with my family, that's, like, really, really important. Like, I'm actually going to Disney on Friday. Awesome. So it's, like, to me, those are, those are, I guess, you know. That's, like, full circle stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's full circle. And, it, and you reflect on, it's, like... It's crazy how time goes. Like you remember being there, but now you're playing your, your the, the role of the parent. And I, I get it because I have I have a daughter too. Yeah. she's gonna be ten in September, so I got it's it. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's a crazy thing. So, what was your first hardcore show? Well, actually, no. What was what was? How did you find Glassjaw or whatever bands got you catapulted into this thing? You remember? Like, was it a friend or was it something like that? Or I started going, because I, so I grew up in Clark Raleigh, because that's where my grandparents were from, and I lived with them off and on. Right. So, oh my God, dude. I don't know. Like, the first band I heard about was, so the first band I got into was Sublime, because it was the kid across the street's older brother's favorite band. Okay. So he would be away, and we'd be going through his, like, Pearl Jam CDs, Metallica, Sublime. Sublime stuck to me. Still okay. love it. Like, okay. Those records are, like, perfect to me. Okay. I haven't seen it with Rome or whatever that poser shit is. Yeah, but, like, I have no idea. So, like, OG Sublime with Brad is, like, perfect. Okay. Like, those records are, like, timeless. Okay. But, um, we... Oh my god, I'm trying to think of the crossover of that. So so when I was in like 6th and 7th grade, I was in like this program at school where you get like a mentor because okay. I didn't have a dad. Okay. So you get like a mentor where like you get to like spend time with this adult that's like quote unquote cool, I guess. Yeah. And Big like, brother type Yeah, exa- exactly. Gotcha. And he was really into music. He liked like ska and stuff like that okay so he would talk to me about music and I, I didn't know but I was like receptive so he'd bring me like Weston Jake Pezcor or I'm trying to think of other records he brought me uh, Spring Hill Jack okay which was like a Connecticut ska band yeah like, like, just like kind of obscure yeah the saxophone little, player from Spring Hill Jack plays in uh, plays in Mighty Mighty Boss Tones okay it was like his band before Mighty Mighty Boss Tones there you go um, so he would bring me stuff, and I would just, 
kind of check it out and get into it, mm-hmm. which started getting me into those bands like. I'm trying to even think like. It's you funny. know, you, I, you, I, you, you kind of dive right? into like a, a weird little rabbit hole, and you. So, I know it, so he he brought me at some point to a show. It was. Where was it? I remember where it was. It was at PNC. It was like two. I don't even know when it was. It was like the late nineties. It was. It was three eleven. The band. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he brought me to see three eleven, and I and I actually never really got into them too much. Right. Um, but I'm not familiar. I, I I know the band, but I know maybe like two three songs. Yeah, Whenever it was like, on the radio. Yeah, it's whatever. like te- I, I actually hate it now. Yeah, it's terrible. Back. It's my friend. It's my friend <laughs> Straight Edge Sean's favorite band though. So oh, I'll really? just, I put respect on it just for my boy just, Sean, yeah, but I it. fucking hate it. Yeah, like, I think it's like the worst shit in the entire world. Yeah, it's terrible. But shout out to Sean because I know. Hey, listen, uh, you, know, you like what you yeah. like. I can't yeah. listen. I'm not gonna judge you. Depend, you know, on who you like. Yeah, you know. Um, but I, but anyway, yeah. So so like, he brought me to that, and oh my god, I don't even remember how I ended up. So through that, I ended up really liking like live music. Sure. And I I found I would look up shows, and I found like I don't even know how I ended up hearing about it, but Glassjaw played the Danellans Elks Lodge, okay. which was in New Jersey, and this was like probably two thousand ninety nine. I don't even know. Okay. And I had my grandmother drop me off at the show. Nice. So like that that specific show is a pretty important one for me just because it was like I don't know, it was it was like by myself. Okay. I was not with anybody. I didn't know. Actually, to tell you the truth, Glass Show, he showed me. Okay. He showed me Glass because he showed me a lot of really weird shit. He showed me like a bunch of ska, then he showed me like Glass Show. He showed me Thursday. Okay. Cuz he gave me this mix CD which I actually found somewhere fairly recently. It has like you still have it. Yeah, it has like Thursday, Dying in New Brunswick on it. Okay. Like I'm trying to think like, like some of the songs. I'm like, oh, this is has a song from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang on it. Then he has like Weston Jake, some song off Pez Cool. It's just like right. weird shit. But, yeah. <laughs> um, has like Blink One Eighty Two, something off Dude Ranch. Okay. Yeah, like he like he like like Frenzel Rom. Okay. I don't know. That's like an Australian Vaguely. Bad Records band. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's what it was, I think. He he had told me about that show, and then I went to it. And then... So fast forward to freshman year. Freshman year, I... I think it was... Yeah, freshman year, I ended up meeting a girl because I was wearing, like, a glass jaw shirt or something in the hallway. And she's like, yo, we're going to this show. Would you want to come with us, freshman? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, yeah. it's like oh, yo, fresh, you want to come with us to this show? Like, you like bands? Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's just so sick. Like, this, like, junior is just talking to me about, like, shit. And, yeah, like, this is nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. So, <laughs> so like, I, I went with them to this show in New York City. My mom was, like, stressed as hell because basically the show was supposed to happen on September 11th. 2001. Wow. And ended up getting bumped a couple days because of, obviously. Obviously. And it was the drive through Records CMJ Showcase. Wow. So that show ended up being like, I still have the poster from it, actually. It's like Thursday, Glassdraw, or no, Glassdraw, Thursday, Juliana Fury, um, and then like all the current drive through bands, Movie Life, Finch, Starting Line. Gotcha. Homegrown, Alistair. Okay. So that, so that was, yeah, that was... 2001. But the reason this is really important is because I met this guy, Sean Sullivan. He was like an older guy that had a car, and he, him and I just kicked it off, and he lived in Scotch Plains, which was really close to, to Clark. Okay. Clark Rawway. Okay. Um, 
And the reason I say Clark Broadway is because we're always a big town, and Clark's a really small town, but okay. they're the same exit on the Garden State Parkway. I got so, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So him and I kicked it off, and he worked for the street team in the Birch Hill, which was like one of the main nightclubs in New Jersey, right. located in Old Bridge. Oh, I lived in Old Bridge, too, as a matter of fact, on English Town Road. But um, what was what was the Starland Ballroom before it was Starland? That was the hunk of bunker. Uh, was it? I don't remember. Because I always think that Birch Hill was Starland, but I always get that mixed up, but it's not true. Yeah, it's not true. Yeah, okay. Birch Hill was something completely different. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was in Old Bridge on Route 9. Okay, gotcha. So, so, so he pretty much just started bringing me to every show. Like, every single show I would go to. Like, I saw... Just cr- crazy! Like I'm trying to think of memory. like, like one time he brought me to a Murphy's Law show. Always, and, always fun. And the guitar player got a blowjob on stage while playing, and the band wouldn't stop playing until the entire room left. So we're like creeping into like 2 a.m. in the morning, and they just kept just running the set. Really? This is this is early. It's probably 2000, 2001, 2000. It's probably 2001. Yeah. This is like right in the because I remember it was like one of the first things I saw. I was like, this is fucking nuts. Like that with that Murphy's Law. Love it now. Oh yeah. But then it didn't really stick. But that that show specifically, I'll never forget that because I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I ever seen. Of course life. it's gonna be ridiculous. Of course yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like what? Love Murphy's Law. But but then as a kid, I was like way like because when I was younger, I looked at those bands like I looked at like the older bands. Yeah. Like I didn't care. Right. Like I saw like. Like, I went to those J.J. Harley shows. Right. And I left. I was there for no warning. Really? I was there for Most Precious Blood. Right. And then I was like, yeah, fuck this old guy shit. I'm out. Really? I didn't care. Right. I had no interest in it. Like, like when I was that young, I was, like, so hungry for the young stuff. Yeah. And I was like, who cares about this old shit? You kind of missed out, though, a little bit. Oh, yeah, 100%. Back. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I wish I would have. I kicked myself in the ass all the time. I see pictures of that show, and I'm like, I was literally at that show. Right. I was there for No Warning. Right. No Warning was a new band. I thought they were insane. Yeah. It's like, yo, I have to see No Warning. Like, Brendan from SFA snuck me into that show because I was 15. Right. It was two, yeah, 2001, I was 15. Yeah. My friend Sean Sullivan, who, who literally is still a friend to, to this day, he brought me to all this shit. And he was on the street team, so he would get me to hand out flyers at the end of the show. Again, all the shit for free. Yeah. So I'd go to the, the Birch Hill multiple times a week, and then he would just start bringing me to other shit. Nice. And it was like, you know, he showed me, and again, like, you know, most people would be like, oh, yeah, Madball set it off, or oh, yeah, Agnostic Front, Victim in Pain, or whatever. You know, for me, it was like Death Threat Last Days. Oof. When so he played good. me Death Threat Last Days, I was, my mind was blown. I couldn't believe this was like what he was talking about, what was going on in the record. I was like, this is fucking crazy. You must have been happy as a pig and shit. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. Oh, yeah, dude. That was like one of the, <laughs> yeah, they were sounding amazing. Dude, yeah. brutal. Yeah. So good. It's like, you know, and then years later, obviously, and that, and that's like the funny part about like playing in a band, right? Because you meet people or booking bands or any of these things, you have to meet people and interact with the band. Sure. Which could be the worst thing in the world because right. once someone's a piece of shit, yeah. you're like, ah, fuck them. Uh, can't even listen to their music anymore. It happens so frequently. Yeah. yeah. Or in like in like Aaron and Death Threat's case, you know, he was one of the most sincere people on his records. Yeah. And then you meet him and you're just like, okay, this is this is what's up. Like, yeah. This is fucking the definition of hardcore. Yeah. So to me. I'll go on record to say Aaron and Death Threat is the fucking definition of hardcore for me. And I'll take that to my grave. Uh, hey, Just for the I, time I spent, that. for the time I spent with them, with him specifically, how he always treated me. Yeah. You know, it was like, like, yeah, he was, 
he was a definite. He was like a defining person to me. Another awesome. person I'll say, Lou from Sub Zero. Early on, Lou would treat me. I was just a young kid. Yeah. I had no hair on my face. I was young. I was wearing girls' jeans, probably. Yeah. And he would always be nice as shit to me. Yeah. Give me records. Lose his Give me a shirt. Guy. Like he was always like that to me. Yeah. And actually, on the last Mongoloids tour in 2014, we got to play Canada with Sub Zero. Awesome. Which I thought was like the sickest thing in the world. And yeah. like that was that was like pretty special to me. And, sure. I, and again, like I'm not. I'm not as big into Sub-Zero as I am Death Threat, right. but I like them. I think they're great. Yeah. And, like, just his personality to me really makes it that much better. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just, it was just, just like, special. Yeah. yeah, just like, just like you, you, do, you were just saying, like, the, if there's somebody who's a real piece of shit, it's just like, you know, I kind of I kind of I, I used to kind of like your band, but now I, I can't listen to it because now I know that you're an asshole. Well, it's not even, I don't even know if it's that, it's, that part. It's like, Two people that come to mind, but other than that, I could probably get over it and listen. But I don't have to interact. I think it's when you're forced to interact with people on a on a level out. Because if I was just a kid and I was like, "Hey, I like your band," and the, and the guy and the person ignored me, I'm like, "All right, whatever." Like yeah. he doesn't, like he doesn't owe me anything. Absolutely. Not. Nor do I owe him anything. Sure. So it's like if I say something nice, but it's more just, I guess, like, like I said, when you're booking bands, you're doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it it has you involved in hardcore in a different way. It sure does. And like. It just is what it is. It is, what it is. Yeah, it just it just creates uh, things in 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 my head. I mean, I'm that's like like I don't have like a big internet personality. I don't right. think I do. I don't I don't have a Twitter. Right. I go on Facebook. I refuse to do it on my phone. I'll only go on it on my computer. Right. Like I'm you know I'm a little weird with this shit just because I. That's I don't, it, know. That's, I, I don't think that's weird. I think it's. It sounds silly, but it's like refreshing. It's good. It's it's good that you're not constantly. I mean, I'm constantly on it because I'm always. You know, promoting the podcast. Yeah. But, but, I mean, I say it often. 90% of what you see on my social media is podcast-related or music-related involving, like, maybe, like, this hardcore or back-to-school jam or whatever it might be. You know what I'm saying? But as far as really personal, personal stuff, listen, at the end of the day, nobody cares. Nobody cares. You know what I mean? I don't want you to take a picture of my breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what are you doing? You know what I mean? So now you touched on the Mongoloids. You want to go back a little bit and talk about the Mongoloids a little bit? Sure, yeah, I'm down. You down? Yeah. All right. So, Mongoloids was formed. What? Well, was that your first band? Uh, I did a joke band. There's in always there's, everybody always says, "Well, there was another band, but uh, everybody, what is it?" I did a joke band in 2002, 2003 called Fright Fest. Okay. And we played two shows, and we had a demo. Um, it was literally just like a computer band. It was me and two other guys, and we. Like, Is that me. demo available like on YouTube or something? Hell no. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, no, I'd be I'd be shocked if someone pulled that out. I'd be really impressed. Okay. Um, it was kind of just like a demo we made because there was like a message board called NJ Scene. Okay. Which was, like a bunch of people that just sh- shit on us pretty much. So of course. We made this like stupid demo, and then we ended up like, because again, I was like on the street team, so we ended up playing like this show was like. We ended up playing, like, a show with our friends, which was, like, The Bank Robbers, Dumbfounded. Okay. Forever's End. That was at Birch Hill at the Stingrays Club. Okay. That was, like, a bunch of Howl, pop-punk-esque bands that existed. Okay. Um, which was cool. They were, like, you know, Bank Robbers, like, you know, Gary from The Bank Robbers is still, like, a good friend of mine. He right. He's, like, oh, like, two years older than me. Um, no longer straight-edge sellout. But, um, <laughs> you know, still my boy, nonetheless. Listen. Because, you know, forever family, you know, you can't, like, you can't turn your back, but fucking sell out. Right. (laughs) Um, 
and the other show we played was at Chrome, and that was like a crazy, it was like Norris, Sky Came Falling, Converge. Wow. Norris, Sky Came Falling, Converge, a band from New Jersey called Irving Rose played, okay. which was a fucking sick band, and at that time, John from Folly was singing for him. Okay. I really liked them. Um, I don't remember who else played, but yeah, that was so we played two shows. It was a joke band. We like dressed up in costumes and acted like idiots, and nice. that was pretty much the lower demon social value type nonsense. Yeah, much worse. Oh yeah, yeah, like, like a bit, <laughs> worse yeah, than a like, chicken suit. Much much worse. Okay, it was just very embarrassing. All right, yeah, it's all right. Though. We you had an angel see. fire for a minute, you know. Oh, yeah, you angel did fire, a an angel fire, you know, like angel fire website. Yeah, yeah, we had one of those. Uh, oh, it was like a whole, it was like a whole <laughs> thing, but it was more just us being idiots and like right. being like, yeah, fuck these guys on this message board. Like, yeah, we're not cool. Exactly. Fucking crucial loser. Like, you know, yeah. like, it's just like a big fuck you. Hey, listen, you kids, you have fun with it. So then, it was obviously, there was a joke band that's neither here nor there, but then you formed the Mongoloids in what, 2004? 2005. 2005. August 2005. Okay. That was the, the first show we played was actually with a bunch of the same bands, because this is like the kids I grew up with. So sure. it was like Forever's End, Dumb, Signature Escape at the time, which was Dumbfounded's new band name, and the Bank Robbers might have also played it. It was gotcha. just like a little show at this place called the Prince of Peace in Howell. Okay. And that was August 2005. We literally played one song and three covers. And nice. that was it. What covers? It was like S.O.D. How many was it? A Sublime cover? No, that'd be sick. We did do one of those later on. Did you? Towards the end, of we, did, you did. Uh, we did Pawn Shop, which was dope. Okay. Um, we got an S.O.D. cover, Sergeant D. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was March, like, of the, March of the S.O.D. It was March of the S.O.D. intro. It was Rise and Fall intro. Of course. And it was maybe like Breakdown Sick People or something. Okay. And then one of our songs, that was it. That was it. Yeah, pretty right. sick. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. But it was like, yeah, I was 19 at the time. I was playing in a band with a bunch of 16-year-olds. Yeah. Actually, one of the other guys was 19, and then everyone else was 16. But we were just so excited to be in a band and like yeah, play. Man. We were just like, all right, we're, let's just start playing shows. Yeah. We got a song. Yeah. And and one just, song, and we just did it. We just wing it. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> like I would say that's. I don't know. I appreciate that more than I appreciate like the, the demo bands that just like, here's another demo from these people. They're probably not going to play a show, but it's just right. a demo that exists. Right. It's like because it's like, I don't know. Hardcore is about like youth. To me, hardcore is about youth and enthusiasm. Yeah. So it's like. It's, I don't know. I wish that there was more bands that just played like three covers and one of their own songs. <laughs> That'd be way sicker. It would be pretty crazy. Yeah. So then, so the Mongoloids formed, and then you guys, you guys, I'm gonna have the, you guys pretty much picked up steam pretty quick, no? <laughs> I mean, I didn't see it that way. People hated us. We were Why? like, on the internet, we, I mean, like, people said I was like a whack ass Paul Bear, wannabe ball washer. Oh my like, god. Like, I mean, we were, but none of us were like, none of us gave a shit. Like, right. I truly did well, not you, give, you a shit. give a shit. I just yeah. yelled however it came out and how I could, like, not lose my voice. Yeah. And they. So you were, could maybe play a few songs and yeah, exactly. sing and, not, and have a voice, though. I get it. It's smart. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that, we just did that. And the guys in the band were all, like, newer to the instruments. Like, I don't want to say they were, like, trash. It wasn't like that, but they were just kids learning how to play instruments, you know? Yeah. Like, I think our original guitar player that wrote all the songs at that time was like 14. No shit. Frank Taddock. Really? You know, his, uh, yeah. So it's like, you know, and he wrote, I mean, he wrote the, the first record and all of, pretty much all of the Time Trials LP. Really? So it's like, I don't know. Shout out Frank. Yeah. He's a fucking, shout out to Frank. he knew how to write a damn song at 14. It was crazy shit. What's he doing now? 
Yeah, he works in studios. Okay. Seen him. Seen him not that long ago at the, out, at the Outburst Killing Time show. I think he was at it. He's at, I saw him on his show not too long ago. Okay. Looking good, you know, yeah. living life. Nice. Good shit. Yeah. So, well, you, you don't... Well, but, but, I mean, you guys were a band for, what, nine years, right? Yeah, yeah, 2005, 2014. Yeah. It actually, it ended almost on the same day the first show was, because the last show was August 23rd, 2014, and that's not because I'm a loser, it's because there's a poster on my wall that I saw, like, I see every day. It was like a... Why would you be a loser? Because you know so, dates? So, so, uh, I could be a... Uh, why? It's your own stuff. You should know these things. I don't know. It's not a loser. I don't think that at all. <laughs> Fair enough. But you know, it's you just know these things. You were there. You should. You know, it's your I band, and it was the, the end of a band. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with knowing the date. Um, so I mean, you guys put out how many full lengths? Two two full lengths. How many? Several EPs. Put out several splits. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. Yeah, there was a lot of shit with kids like us. Oh, you did a couple things. They had a live EP out there somewhere, didn't there's, you? Yeah, did yeah live at Town of Fury, I think. Yeah, it was like a seven inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we put out a lot of shit. Yeah, we recorded a lot of stuff. I saw you guys play the last time I saw you guys play. I, I want to say it was with Agnostic Front at the Gramercy. That makes sense. Yeah, we did a lot of stuff at Agnostic Front. That's another band that like. For like, oh, like Roger and and Vinny, like, because we toured with a couple different lineups for AF. We toured with G- Gallo was always there. Yeah, Vinny was always there, and Roger. Of course. But then there was Pokey and Joe, and then Pokey. We did, we toured with, with well, well Pokey's still in the band. Pokey's still in the band, but then yeah. we also toured with uh, Mike and his brother on drums. Um, oh, Steve. Steve, yeah, yeah, Steve from Inhumans, yeah. 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 So we toured with that, that lineup, which so that was, was Joe, like, that Joe was, Steve, That Mike. was like the Another Voice time yes. frame. Yeah. Okay. And then and then we never toured with the current lineup, okay. which is the guitar player from... Craig. Yeah, yeah. We never, we never toured with Slapshot. Never toured Not with Slapshot. Him. Slapshot? Played in Slapshot for a minute. Yeah, yeah, Slapshot. I don't think he is in it anymore, but yeah, I don't think he's so. definitely in it for a minute. Yeah. 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 Yeah, one, one of my favorite bands, of course. Agnostic Front. Oh, okay. I, was, I also like Slapshot. I'm, I'm a yeah. fan of Slapshot, yeah. but but Agnostic Front is is probably it, Sick of It All is my favorite band. Okay. And then I mean, right? I mean, neck and neck is Agnostic Front. It's like those are my not my gateway bands, but those are the bands that I kind of found really, really early on. You know, it went That's from fair. it went from Leeway to I, I I saw Leeway by accident. When I went to go see Suicidal Tendencies, and Leeway opened, and then the next day I went and I bought Born to Expire and Liberty and Justice for, and then I went backwards from there. I saw Liberty and Justice, and then I went backwards to Victim and Pain, and then I would, went all around Agnostic Front. And at the time, the only thing that was out was Born to Expire, because it was 1990, so Desperate Measures wasn't even out yet. So I, I got the Leeway record, and then I went all over Agnostic Front, and then I started finding other shit. That was like my gateway from ninety on. Yeah. I'll say uh, Agnostic Front has more consistently good records than Sick of It All. Like there's more records that Agnostic Front put out that I'm like, yo, this is fucking dead. I, I you know I don't think either band has put out any flops. I really don't. I really don't because there's there's 
And what's awesome is that every record, yes, you can pick any Agnostic Front record, and it sounds like Agnostic Front. Maybe not Liberty and Justice 4, because Roger sounds like Dracula. And oh, I that record's so fucking good. Love that record. It might be my favorite Agnostic Front record. I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be it upset with It might be. It's a good record. Yeah, but, but they all sound different. You know what I mean? And Sick of It All records, they all sound different. I, I think... Uh... I don't know. I just can't dig too deep in that Sick of It All catalog. No? I, I, like, I like multiple records, yeah. but some of it, like the fat record stuff, is just too wacky for me. Really? I can't, I can't do it. It's more punky. It's more, it's more yeah. punk and fast. Like that Call to Arms record, I love that. Ooh. It's so stripped down, and it's just bang, bang, bang. I love that All record. Right, fair enough. And you know what, though? Lou will say this, that he hates that record. Craig Ahead, that's one of his favorite records. Because it's so stripped down. It's just fast. It's just different. Yeah, that's uh, fair. It's fair. So now, when... All right, 2004 to 2015? 2015 it ends. 14. 14 August is 14. August 2014. So then, what was the first year, and how did you start getting into... Like, what was the catalyst, I guess, of, did you start booking bands uh, here and there before you started the Back to School Jam? I mean, I booked shows forever. Did you? Like, okay. I was booking shows off and on for, for a really long time. Got you. Um, 2003. Okay. Yeah, my friend's mom ran the M&M Hall. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that is. It was like a hall that was around the corner from the Virgil. Okay. Literally off Texas Road. Okay, I know um, Texas Road. Yeah, so it was, it was on Texas Road. It was a little, like, Hunter Cap Hall. Okay. They had crazy shows there. Um, really? I'm trying to think. I saw, like, Caliban, Dead to Fall, Shadow Realm. Wow. A Life Once Lost Oof. there. Saw Death by Stereo Ensign there. So, the fucking shit. A million Bane shows. There's a million shows. It was, like, one of my favorite bands ever, Bane. Yeah, great band. Oh, God. Yeah. Fucking Zach. I fucking have to get him on here. We've been we've been going back and forth. It's just a matter of timing. Yeah, yeah. So, I uh, I talked to him not too long ago because I was trying to get reach this guy to play the last back to school jam, but right. it didn't work out. So how many years? So so eventually, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Did this is hardcore kind of inspire you to start putting something big together like the back to school jam? <laughs> in in kind of a negative way, actually. Because, okay. <laughs> so at that Why'd time, you laugh? That's at, funny. At that time. 2014, originally what was supposed to happen is Mongoloid's last show was going to be the Sarkor. What year did, was, was that? 2014. Was, okay. that, was, that was the year of Back to School Jam. Okay. Then a bunch of dumb shit went down, and a bunch of fucking rat fucks were running around trying to cause drama between me and Joe. Okay. So Joe was like, yeah, fuck this, like, you're off. And it just caused a bunch of unnecessary drama. Right. So then it pretty much forced my hand into making Back to School Jam. Okay. So I pretty much was like, all right, like, it's me and... and fucking Care Bear from Suburban Scum. Okay. And he, we were just like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. So then we just booked this show pretty much with a bunch of bands that Mongoloids had relevancy with and did stuff with, whatever yeah. it was. And that was how it was born. Okay. Then it ended up doing so good, it kind of just started rolling into a thing. Yeah. Um, An annual fucking ass beater of a fucking... Fest, I guess you would call it. I don't know. I hate to. I mean, I, I see. I don't think we're a fest. I don't. I don't consider it a fest at all. It's, I don't like, like the di- word 
fest anyway. Well, just it puts it puts me in a category that I, it shouldn't be in because like like Sound and Fury and this is hardcore and United Blood. I mean, all of them have been around for so much longer and doing so much more with multiple days and multiple this and multiple. Yeah, this. Like, oh, sure. This is just like a thing. Yeah. That kind of happened. Yeah. And like the name Back to School Jam, you know, the reason I wanted to name it that was because it was my favorite one of the favorite shows I ever attended was Back to School Jam 2002 in Boston. Okay. So like that was like you know, pretty much all of my favorite shows when I was younger were fucking No Warning. Okay. I love No Warning. <laughs> okay. Um like those that the first No Warning 7-inch and that demo and and Ill Blood are just crazy records. So right. like yeah, that that Back to School in 2002 was just fucking one of my favorite shows. So I was like, "Yo, call Back to School Jam." Yeah. And then, did you get any? Did you get any kind of flack for calling it that? Not, not at all. Actually, there was no. I mean, not not that I was a part of any conversations. Right. But then the second year, which was the Trapped Under Ice comeback show, huh. the return of yes, that was booked through Matt Pike. Okay. And Matt Pike, what Matt Pike, and Ian Larrabee from Reach the Sky were the two like, I guess Ian was more so the back to school gym promoter from Boston. But like Matt had part partner too, and it was cool because he was like. Complimenting that he thought it was cool, and yeah. like that—that that to me was pretty special. Okay, like, yeah, you know, it was like so you kind of got the green light. Yeah, we got so year two it ended up being cool and yeah. all right, that's cool. Yeah, we ended up. See, I didn't know. I, I wasn't sure, you know, where the name came from or whatever. But yeah, it was a, it was a show that happened in Boston. So that, that's kind of actually the the uh, the whole thing. This year is the sixth year, mm-hmm. and Boston happened for six years as well. So it was. It's, it's, I mean, is that the reason why this is the last one? I mean, it, I guess it's more exit strategy. Okay. Like, I, I don't need to do a show like this every... It, it, it's it's lived its term, and you put it down, and somebody else is going to pick it up. You right. know, whether, and maybe it will be named something else, but someone else is going to do a show, and it's going to be sick. And yeah. I just... I, I'm uh, I'm bowing out gracefully. Okay. And I rather... Uh, I think that the lineup I put together this year, I'm, I'm really, really proud of it. Yeah. It's uh, I think it's diverse. Yeah. And it has a lot of bands, current and old, that were meaningful to me. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm pretty happy with it. Let's go through it, man. Sure. I mean, one of the main reasons why we're here is to promote this thing. Yeah. No. Um, so, so, actually, something cool that is happening this year... That isn't announced yet, but I'm assuming when this gets posted, it will be announced. Yes. Um, so Cold World is going to open Back to School Jam. That's sick. Doors are going to be at 11 a.m. now, <laughs> and Cold World's going to play at noon. Okay. It's going to be with Cold World with George from Blacklisted singing. Okay. What day are you releasing? What day are you announcing everything? Uh, so the... the the Cold World Detroit show just got announced. So Cold, okay. Cold World basically was a band I went to in the beginning and asked them to play because okay. they hadn't played one. And this is dropping the 25th. Yeah, it should be fun. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, it should be fun. Okay, cool. So Cold World I went to in the beginning and tried to get them to play the show, but it didn't work out. Now now they're, now if something ended up happening and they're doing two van shows, one of them's in Philly and one of them's in Detroit. Okay. Um, and that's on Thursday, September 5th. 5th and Sunday September 9th or sorry Sunday September 8th so they hit me back I'm like yeah like what's like we're down to try and work it out but our guitar player has work obligations in Scranton on the night of the 7th so we'd have to open 
And to, I like ridiculous shit like that. Yeah. Like, to me, I think that's the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> when a band, wacky. When a band's saying, we'll play whenever. Yeah. Like, that to me is just instant respect. Like, yeah. Like, one of my favorite times I saw Blacklist, it were, where they opened a show at the Stelton Church in Edison. It was like a half-heart show, and, and they should have been playing up there with half-heart, but they just opened the show. And it was, like, absolutely insane. Yeah. So, like, to me, if a band's willing to do that, I was like, I thought it was so sick. And yeah, I, I love awesome. Cold World, and... Yeah, they're a dope fucking yeah. band. So, so Cold World is going to open the show at noon. That's wacky. <laughs> um, and we're going to pop doors open an hour earlier, just okay. so if kids can show up early or that you know do whatever they're going to do. But yeah, that's that. Uh, yeah, that's going to happen. Which is what's this cool. date? September seventh on, on the on September seventh. Saturday, September seventh. Okay. Yeah, in Jersey City, New Jersey. Okay. Um, so it'll start with Cold World, then it'll go to Fence Cutter. Fence Cutter just put a new record out. Okay. Um, Newer band from Birth Amboy, Good Kids, yeah. Support Hardcore, do shows in Amboy at Copa de Oro, mm-hmm. um, a spot that existed in the mid-2000s and went away for a long time, and now it's back. Nice. Um, yeah, so that that's, I think that'll be sick. Uh, Threat to Society, which is my boy Russo. Shout out to Chris Russo. Yeah. Love that dude. Glad he is feeling better. Yeah, my man's been going through it. Yeah. And uh, and through it all, on or off, in terms of how he's doing. Yeah. He's been doing this band and just not giving a shit. Yeah. And that, to me, is fucking yeah. dedication. And I, I was booking shows for a little while. They played a couple of my shows, too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, man. Chris, yeah. Is, Chris is a good dude, man. Great band. Yeah. I mean, he's an absolute crazy person, but, like, in, in not an offensive way. Absolutely. Yeah. So... He, um, yeah, Threat's playing, and they have a new record actually coming out, too, that I have gotten a chance to hear, and it's fucking, yeah. it tops the old shit. I mean, really? Yeah, Good. They, they, um... That's awesome to hear. Yeah. That's, that will be really, really cool. I'm excited for that to come out. Um, then Barry Dreams is playing. Okay. Fucking Barry Dreams' new record on Triple B's. Really, really good. If you haven't listened to it, you should definitely check it out. I didn't hear it yet. Oh, it's sick. Is yeah, it? It's really, really I'll definitely good. check it out. The, the, uh, it's uh, Austin Sparkman. Shout out. Fucking, yeah. That Barry Dreams LP is great. He, uh, yeah, that's excited for them to play. Um, who else we got here? We got One Step Closer. Okay. They just they just played This Is Hardcore. Yep. You watch yep. your set? I did watch that oh, set. Oh, it was fucking crazy. Yeah, man. man. Great. Um, Abuse of Power okay. from Atlanta. Higher Power from Leeds. That's actually the first band to ever play Back to School Jam. That's international. Really? The first and last. Really? Yeah. <laughs> nice. So that'll be cool. Yeah, man. Um, they're old friends. Mutual Words Records. They put out the Mongoloids Broken Teeth split in uh, in UK. Okay. Which is cool. Yeah, man. Uh, Max and Ethan. Fucking the homies. That'd yeah. be good. Uh, Eyes of the Lord. Okay. Bruce LePage. Yeah. yeah, the record's coming out next week. Or maybe it's coming out right around when this is coming out. I okay. think it's the last week of August. Okay. Or the first week of September. Okay, so great. New Eyes of the Lord. Yeah, New Eyes of the Lord LP's great. Yep. They killed it in the Sarko, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, who else we got here? Division of Mind. Yeah. Richmond. Yeah, I saw them, I saw them once. Um, they opened up for... Uh, Terra. It was Terra. Oh, Debonair. Yes. That was my show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was your show? Yeah. That was a okay. good show. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a good show. Got a couple of short at the end. I don't even remember what happened. Oh, they were, they were getting mad about stage diving, right? 
There was, there was a couple of scuffles going on. The uh, that uh, that place isn't doing hardcore shows anymore. No. Yeah, they. Uh, Which I think is actually there bad because apparently Crowbar Crowbar just played there and there was like thirty people paid. Because they, I just think when event, like it's it's hard, man. Because if you bring something in and then you kick it out, like I mean, hardcore kids like Crowbar, right? Yeah. Why are you gonna book Crowbar there? Right. Because those kids that you're alienating, they're not gonna want to come back to your venue. Exactly. Thirty people, forty people for a Crowbar show. Come yeah, it's on. Crazy. That's just silly. It's it's silly. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. You need to take that? No, no, no. I can pause this. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um. Yeah, Division Mind's great. They have a record also coming out on Triple B. Heavy. Um, yeah, it's it's they're, they're heavy super fucking heavy. pan. Yeah, the record. I'm I'm actually super. It's probably my most anticipated record of 2019. Really? Yeah, that Division Mind's great. Nice. Good band. Yeah, really really good band. Then we got You're the Knife. Awesome. Delaware Straight Edge. Yeah, man. Um, fucking Tyler. Played in some of the last Mongoloid shows on drums. He nice. filled in for the LA show or the, the West Coast run we did. Great fucking band. Great, man. He's a great drummer, great front man. Yeah. Um, yeah, You're the Knife is fucking awesome. I'm really excited to hear the new stuff too. I don't yeah. know when it's coming out or when they've they're been doing it. a lot of shit, man. They've been oh, blowing yeah. up, man. Yeah, they're good for them. They're working on it for sure. Super dedicated and yeah. like, again, fucking Delaware Straight Edge. That's, yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would say You're the Knife is better than Boy Sets Fire. Okay. I'm not really I'm not really familiar with Boy Sets Fire this is just another Delaware band there's not a lot of bands from Delaware I mean I, I know <laughs> them but I, I'm not really familiar with their music not for a lot. some weird reason I don't know why yeah you're probably not missing much no? yeah not really alright good but, so I'll listen to Year of the Knife instead yeah exactly yeah. Del- <laughs> Delaware doesn't have a lot going on but, I, but you know they have no option oh love yeah, fuck shout out great. yeah shout out yeah. to fucking Jack Sabinski yeah yeah. The option's great. Yeah, like, like, well, actually, actually, be honest with you, I feel like Delaware has more going on now than they ever did. In probably. My and I'm probably wrong just because I don't know about obscure, weird shit. Yeah. But, like... Well, from, same here. Like, there's certain things yeah. I don't know. Just, just, it's just not in my wheelhouse. I don't know. From, from an outsider's point of view, like, yeah, I think yeah. I think it's fucking sick right yeah, now. Yeah, man. Yeah, No Option is a great new band, too, man. Well, that, well, I get it. They had a new band they're newer, two yeah. years old. They just put a record out, too. Yeah. yeah. Sick. Yeah, they, uh, they're great. They were great at this hardcore too. I was glad they, they set it off la- last year. They were the first band on. They were, and I was I was super happy. There was a there was kids going off of them. They were the first smoked band. world demise. Man, it looks so stupid. Joe put us on second. I was like, God damn it. Dude, <laughs> were you on second? Uh, we were on second after no option. I was like, Why? And I even said, I was like, Yeah, we should probably play under no option. No, no, it'd be all right. Smoked us. Really? Just nasty. You know what? And they're sick. <laughs> I would rather that. I want I the young bands fucking smoke the old bands. <laughs> Make the old people feel like idiots. That's how it should be. Oh my god. Fuck it. Yeah. Hardcore's relevant. Yeah. You know the old like fucking bunch of old idiots who gives a shit <laughs> I still kind of had that same opinion I love the old like I love old bands and I I do truly care yeah but at the same breath I just don't care right I get like, it like I'd rather see a no option just smoke it yeah and embarrass everybody than like yeah that's awesome yeah. well yeah good for the I mean for the kids man let, let yeah. these kids these are the these are the kids that keep this shit going man yeah I mean eventually those these top I say top tier like bigger bands like eventually they're gonna go away what do you got underneath yeah, you know, you got bands like No Option, Year of the Knife, and yeah. Straight Edge Kids, and shit. You know, it's fucking. You need those kids that could fucking move a room and fucking blow somebody off the stage. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, that's I. That's my take on it, at least. 
I think. Uh, but no option is not playing. They're not playing. No. Okay. No. <laughs> we try, no option. Damn. Not playing. But you check them out. Oh, uh, band. Oh, I'm yeah, familiar. Fucking. Absolutely. Check out the new record. Good kids. Yep. Um, we got Shark Attack. Awesome. They played last year. This is hardcore. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, great. They yeah. played a couple shows since then. And, yeah, and that was the last. That was when I when I saw them. I didn't see them since then. Yeah. So Shark Attack's playing. That's going to be sick. And then they're going to Europe. I think the week after, or two weeks after, they're doing a couple shows in Europe. So okay. that's a uh, always love Shark Attack. Yeah. My War Records. Fucking good shit. Yeah. Still, still a fan. Um, Criminal Instinct. Awesome. They have a new record also coming out. Do they? I don't know when so or where. And that's so good to hear. I, I got a chance to hear the new Criminal Instinct LP. It's fucking really, really, really good. Um, I would say, like, up there with the Fever 7-inch. Really? my. I, I love Fever 7-inch, so. King 9. Awesome. Fucking New York. Yeah. They played the first back-to-school jam, and it's cool to have them back playing the last. Awesome. They Bookends. Yeah, literally bookends, and their fucking, that new record they put out is awesome. Nice. Love King Nine. And then it kind of switches, which, uh, you know, Fiddlehead goes, you know, uh-huh. great band. They played last year's back-to-school jam. Yeah. Um, the LP they put out is fucking incredible. And then it goes Fiddlehead into Culture Abuse. Oh, okay. Which is going to be fucking awesome. Epitaph. Yeah. Um... Where are they from? Culture Abuse is from Northern California. Okay. Yeah. That's dope that you have all these bands coming all the way from all over the place for this thing. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. Yeah, Culture Abuse is actually flying in for it, which was super cool. Yeah. Um, Higher Powers on tour with Bane. Nice. So, but you know, I'm I'm happy with with how it turned out. Um. Then after Culture Abuse, Guns Up. Nice. They haven't played in a minute. Um, they actually played a, like a show they weren't on officially, I guess not that long ago, but I always love Guns Up. Right. Um, they haven't played in a while, and... Why not? I think it'll be cool. Yeah, why not? Most Precious Blood, Nothing yeah. in Vain lineup. Yeah. This one's probably the most special to me on the entire lineup, just because Most Precious Blood was a band that I saw early on. Yeah. That was talking about things that other bands weren't. Yeah. Sure. You know, talking about veganism, animals, talking about vegetarianism, talking about doing something for someone else other than yourself. Yeah. And that really stuck to me. Yeah. They, again, I went and saw Most Precious Blood, and then I dipped before Harley and JJ played. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's... Was that at CB's? I was at the CB's one, and I was at the Club Chrome one. Okay. I was at the CB's one, too. Yeah, Chrome. It was Chrome. It was in the lounge of Chrome, which okay. would have been like, I don't know if you've ever been there, it was like a low ceiling and no. super, like, a step-up stage. So, <laughs> you know, my bad, but I saw Most Precious Blood, and that was like, to me, they were, they were active, they yeah. were current, and they had something to say, and that, yeah, that really stuck to me. Like, it was just a thing. Like, yeah. Most Precious Blood, nothing in Van Lineup. That record will always be super special to me, and I'm super happy. And, and it, oh my God, I'm sure if Tom ever printed out his text conversations with me over, this was over a year in the making, because originally, last year, when Indecision played, the original conversation started with Most Precious Blood because I wanted them to do nothing in vain. Right. Then it didn't happen, and we got Indecision to play instead, and then a year and a half later, uh, finally it pulled together. Awesome. But, um, yeah, they, and they Most Precious Blood, Nothing in Vain lineup did a show in and November. St. Vitus. St. Vitus. I wasn't there. November. A lot of scrimmage played? They did. Yes. Blind Justice played? Yes. Um, and I don't know why I couldn't make it there, but I but I missed that show. But I remember seeing that fly, and I was like, "Fuck!" 
Yeah, it was, and that show was fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, I went with a broke-ass foot, <laughs> and it was just like, <laughs> packed St. Vitus, which is like, so uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. And it was awesome. Like, yeah, most precious blood, nothing in vain. Fucking so sick. Very excited. Um, then we got Vane. Sick. Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, they're absolutely destroying it right now. And yeah, I'm they are. excited to, uh, to have them play, finally. Yeah. I've tried a couple years, and it just never wind up with their schedule, so they're it's super cool. busy. Yeah, they're crazy band. Yeah. Crazy oh, band. I, yeah. Crazy kids. But again, these are like, it's cool. Vane's cool to me, because a lot of these kids were in bands when Mongols were touring in 2007, 2008. They, 2009, 2010, whenever they were playing in you know, young bands in Massachusetts. Right now, you see these same kids in a band that's is becoming bigger than than life. And yeah, man. It's just cool because you know these are people that have heart that yeah. do give a shit. Yeah, and it's and it's if, specialty. Yeah, it's like that that is special to me to see the to see the youth kind of. You know, coming into their own and yeah, and without a doubt, fun. man. I mean, I mean, last year, last year, this is hardcore. It's like, like the stage went dark and it was just red, it's like red lights, and it was like a little bit of feedback. And it was five hundred kids beating the shit out of each other to feedback. Yeah, last year was probably my favorite. And I was just the, like the vein because they played before Incendiary last year. This hardcore, yes, yeah, that vein set was probably one of my favorite sets of that. I was that like, year. yeah, it's honestly it's not really my thing sonically, but if I'm sitting back and I'm watching all these kids vibe and love that and go nuts, have at it, man! Like more power to you. I think it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah it was. That's definitely cool. Um, Folly. Okay. Folly is uh, definitely one of their own. Yeah. They, uh, but again, to me, growing up, they were super special because they would play hardcore shows. They would play ska shows. They would play pop punk shows. They didn't, they didn't give a shit. Right. They existed for themselves. Yeah. They operated for themselves. Yeah. If you liked them and you supported them, which they always had kids there right. for them. And, and like, that's, that is, that speaks volumes. Sure. If you can get up there and be, and be, doing whatever the fuck it is you're doing. And I'm personally a fan of the band. I fucking love it. Yeah. I mean I fuck with Ska. Yeah. Like I'm I'm all good. Yeah. Like I'm I'm for it. <laughs> yeah. So like to to me to have such a such a different band, you know, to exist and be from, you know, Bergen County, North Jersey area that, you know, where I'm not from North Jersey, but close enough that close you know, enough. It was fucking special. And yeah. they, you know, it's cool to see them coming back and doing more stuff. And I know they're going to, I know they're going to definitely have a set to remember this year. Last year at Beck School Gym, their set was fucking insane. Yeah. So it's cool to have them back and play again. And, and Folly was a band that I tried many years to get to play. And then last year it worked out. And then luckily this year it worked out again too. So yeah. beautiful. Definitely happy. And then closing the show is Martyr AD. Sick. Who they play This Is Hardcore. Two years, Two years ago. ago, they played some LA shows last year. Okay, and then they're doing this. It's beautiful. Which they, they don't play very often. So. Yeah, they don't play very often, and and I think it's gonna be cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh my god, yeah, I'm a silly bastard. So I missed. I, 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 I didn't. I didn't mention it because I didn't know maybe if if they. So that's oh no, no no. So so I did miss. I missed Wisdom and Chains. Unbelievable. And I actually brought a flyer and I have the flyer in front of me because I knew I was going to miss something. How but dare you? I'm I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> Wisdom and Chains is a band I've literally tried to get every single year. Yeah. 
the only year I didn't ask them is last year. And then last year, Richie said, oh, yeah, we could have played. Of course. And I said no every year. Fucking Richie. 2014 and <laughs> 2017, they said no every year. Then they said, oh, we could have played last year when I didn't ask them. Of course. So this year they had to play. <laughs> um, Wisdom and Chains is a fucking very special band yeah, currently. Um, and I, that, that's actually the rock block. It goes after King Nine, it goes Wisdom and Chains into Fiddlehead into Culture Abuse, which I thought was pretty sick. Yeah. Like, because obviously when you're putting together a lineup, you're thinking about these transitions and how it's going to work. Uh-huh. To me, King Nine into Wisdom and Chains into Fiddlehead into Culture Abuse, I was like, yo, this is, like, I was actually super excited yeah. because it's, Wisdom and Chains is just such a diverse band. They are, sound. I love that band. They are one of my favorite bands. No matter no matter who plays, this is hardcore every year. Of course, there's there's bands that I get super excited for, but I'm always super excited to see Wisdom and Chains. This is hardcore. Yeah, always. I mean, they they literally steal the show every year. Every year. Yeah, they're. Uh, yeah, they're. I mean, Wisdom and Chains is just like they're a special band, dude. And I don't know what it is. Those those guys get together and they could write a fucking song, man. Well, who else is doing what they're doing? Nobody. Exactly. Nobody. It's like even with the new record, all the leads and all the crazy shit they have going on, it's like... It's so different, yeah. and it's so fucking good. Yeah, they're juicing it up and, get, you know, stepping it up level to level, and yeah, Wisdom and Chains is... Yeah, obviously, me forgetting that wasn't uh, by any means disrespect. I fucking love Wisdom and Chains. And yeah. Richie, Richie and, and Jotham are my fucking... Yeah. ...have always been good to me and always looked out for me, and, you know... Yeah. Shout out Jotham. I know he was going through some shit, and yeah. it's good to hear he's doing better. Absolutely. And I'm beyond grateful and happy to have Wisdom and Chains playing in this final year. Yeah. I had them both um, on the podcast at one point. I, I, it, was, it was crazy. Like, now I'll say, like, I was like, I had my daughter with me, I'm, I, and I met Joe in the city. He, he got off of work. I met him in the city. We were in, like, a coffee shop, like, across the street from, like, the New York Times building or something like that. Funny. Just sitting there bullshitting for like an hour and a half. We went from everything from the band to this. He's telling ghost stories about the Poconos. My daughter gets on. It's just crazy. Super sweetheart of a guy. Yeah, Richie, Richie is the best. I love how he antagonizes everybody and people fall for it. It's yeah. the greatest. But super great band. And, and yeah, I'm glad they're playing your show, man. Yeah, they... Uh they're good guys, man. Like they even, are. Be- even before I even really knew them, we played a... Uh, we played a eulogy fest in in South Florida. Okay. And that was in 20, 2007? 2007, okay. 2008 maybe. And at that show, there was a little scuffle that broke out. I ended up getting punched right in the mouth. And, like, like my nose ended up getting, like, busted open and whatever. And, and it was... It was a, a bad situation at the time. Yeah. And but it ended up like chilling out. And it was fine. Mm-hmm. And Richie and them came up after him like, "Yo, like, what's going on?" Like they didn't even know who the fuck I was. Mm-hmm. They didn't know anything about me. Fuck. Oh, you okay? Like, you know. Obviously, I'm not like, like, I don't know. Shit, little shit, like, shit like that speaks to me. Yeah. These dudes didn't even know me. I'm just sitting there like, it's a hardcore show. You get fucking punched in the mouth sometimes. It just is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. So, like, for. For them to be that that caring. Also, shout out Chris Nace. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Fucking Anacote Straight Edge. <laughs> he was, uh, I Marie he was with them. But yeah, nice. Richie, Jotham, and, and Chris Nace always fucking super super cool. And yeah, 
You know, and that is the fucking straight edge right there. Yeah, man. OGs. Yeah. The OGs. fact is, anybody breaks, you fucking get beat the fuck up. Is that what it is? Yeah. Ask him. All right. Ask Richie. All right, I'll ask him. Yeah. He, what does he call himself? The king of straight edge? Dude, that's what I heard. <laughs> that's what I heard. It's a word around the I'm camp taking floor. over, though, soon. Are you? Yeah. Nice. Taking the fucking crown. <laughs> nice. So now, we, we, we both mentioned this is hardcore several times. What's your role that you play there? I do... I stage manage. I've stage managed for a couple years now, and I guess I'm like the backline coordinator. Gotcha. Through like the sponsorships and stuff. Okay. Um, Yeah, so, you know, I'm the guy going to the city, pick up the backline, drive the backline down, coordinate the box truck, get all that stupid shit going. Right. Um, Yeah, I've done it for a couple years, and it's always, you know, Joe always looks out, and it's been great. Cool. Yeah, 2000, trying to think. Yeah, for the last five years. Nice. Yeah. I've been the. For the last five years, those were those were the only this is hardcore's I've went to. Oh, really? Last five years, I don't know what I don't know why I was so late to the game, but I went on a whim on a Saturday, the Saturday of Bane's final this is hardcore. Oh, okay. That's that a pizza party, right? Was that the were that no. the pizza? Oh, okay. No, there was the freaking there was the the, the the rafts and the beach balls oh, yeah, and everything. Yeah, okay. yeah, so there was that. Biohazard played that night. Chromags played. Um, suburban scum, like it was, it was that show, and uh, I decided right that that night I was just like, no matter what, I was like, first of all, thinking in my head, like I'm an idiot, like why am I, why haven't I been coming to this? Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? No matter who plays from this year, as long as this is hardcore is happening, no matter who plays every day, I will make sure that my vacation revolves around it. Oh, so, that's cool. So every year I've been there every day since then. That's awesome. Yeah, that's like my. My, my mandatory vacation annually. I mean, like, when I look at, you know, the lineups, I, I can, like, put myself in my shoes, obviously, because I was there doing it. Sure. And I know the stress and, and all the things. I, I, I can only imagine. About. So to, to put myself in the shoes of, of Joe, who's, you know, already got enough other shit going on, and I, I can only imagine where he's at putting all that together and trying to be creative and trying to create something year after year. 14 years in I mean that's like it's sick you know and, and truthfully I, I don't want to be in that position I didn't right. want to be in that position I'm right. not looking to be in that position I six years I fucking did it six years in Boston six years in Jersey I feel happy with it yeah um, and and all good I'll see you at the Sarkor. yeah I'll be there next year you that's know that's, and that's and I'm happy with that like yeah. I don't need to be you know I'm not trying to, to relive something or, or, or you know I'll go and attend the show Right. I hope another young kid comes and does something fucking way cooler. Yeah. Shits all over back to school, Jam. Right. Good. Good. That's cool. Yeah, it is. Like I, you know, that's I had fun doing what I did when I did it, and mm-hmm. then now it's time to fucking right, go, go to Disney. Go to Disney. Yeah. That's it. Fuck it. Shout out in the Magic Kingdom. Exactly. That's where I'll be. If I you need play. me. I don't blame if you need me. Exactly. Princess Castle. Exactly. Having dinner with the family. That's right. I don't blame you. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. What's up with World Demise? Anything going on with the band? Not really, to be honest with you. We uh, okay. We wrote a record that's okay. done, and it's on a hard drive in your basement. No, 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 no. Okay. We uh, it's it, it exists. It's we have to like record it, but okay. we have like demos of it and stuff. Gotcha. Um, our drummer Paul, who also played in Spearman Scum, plays in Manipulate, plays in fucking. He's the man. He's yeah, best dude. He's been going through some shit, and we just kind of taking it easy while he okay kind of get gets shit back together and. You know, that's just what it is. I mean, we're just cool. a band of older people that wanted to play with each other, yeah. and that's kind of where it's sitting right now. Okay. But um, 
I'm sure we'll play some shows before the end of the year, and mm -hmm. you know, it's it's fine. Yeah. It's just like a part-time thing that exists, yeah. and it's been cool to do with the people because it's people I've known forever. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Nice. So good so, shit. Yeah, we were actually supposed to play on Tuesday, on this past Tuesday, and the show got canceled. Shitty. Actually, we dropped the show. Okay. And then the show got canceled. Okay. So, see that? Ain't yeah. no show if there ain't yeah. no world demise. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. So, let's run through one more. Well, if you want to run through the bands one more time, we'll tell the, the, the venue and the and the time and where you can get tickets and sure. all that stuff for Back to School Jam, the final one. Sure. Smart yeah. up, kids. Yeah, final Back to School Jam is happening Saturday, September 7th in Jersey City, New Jersey at the White Eagle Hall. Doors are going to be at 11 a.m., and the first band is going to be Cold World, and they're going to play at noon. The lineup is Cold World, Fence Cutter, Threat to Society, Buried Dreams, Higher Power, Abuse of Power, Eyes of the Lord, One Step Closer, Division of Mind, Year of the Knife, Wisdom in Chains, Shark Attack, Criminal Instinct, King Nine, Fiddlehead, Culture Abuse, Guns Up, Vain, Most Precious Blood, Nothing in Vain lineup, Folly, Martyr AD. Tickets are at backtoschooljam.net. So, backtoschooljam.net. That's where all the shit is. All ages. All ages gig. Beautiful. And then, actually, across the street at 10 p.m. at the uh, FM Bar and Grill, mm -hmm. we're going to do an after show. Nice. It's going to be a $5 after show, and it's going to be Jesus Peace, Hangman. Sick. Shackled. Sick. Shout out fucking Shackled, Howl Hardcore. Um... An Ankle Monitor, which is a new band that's going to be their first show. That's a hard name. Yeah, they're ridiculous. <laughs> ankle Monitor. Yeah, they're... they're <laughs> that's awesome. They're actually crazy people. But, like, it's just, like, uh, you know... Awesome. North Jersey crazy people. Good shit. But it's going to be sick. Yeah, they're, I got to hear the demo. It's sick. And awesome. Like, yeah, so four bands, five bucks. You should go there early, probably, because I really think it's going to sell out. The bar's, like, 150 cap. Right. Again, it's Jeezy Peace, Hangman, Shackled. And ankle monitor. Sick. Yeah, so uh, that's the first and only ever back to school jam after show. I never did any of that that's shit, it. but this year. He sent it figured, off with a bang. Why not buy into it and fucking try it? That's it. It's a $5 show. Yeah, um, really. Come on. So if you think I'm cashing in, you're fucking an idiot. Yeah, you're you're, you're, yeah. you're talking. Good shit. Do you want people to follow you on any of the social media bullshit? So no, I don't really like do that. that. No? Like, yeah, no. I never tried. I never tried it. Not, not even, not even like, like you know, like Instagram. Nah, no. You fucking don't follow me, honestly. Don't. Yeah. Just tell the fucking world. Just don't follow me. Leave me alone. <laughs> Stay the fuck away from me. Well, all right. Listen, I get it. I get it. That's the way. That's. I feel like too many people are want you want. Yeah. Follow me. Check out. Check this. Nah. Just fucking leave me alone. Yeah. Don't I, talk to me. Yeah. September seventh, two thousand and nineteen is back to the final back to school jam. Come talk September eighth, I'll be fucking gone and you'll never see me again. Except for next year, this is hardcore. Exactly, yeah. Right. No, no fuck that. Because if the only things you go to is like festivals, right. then you're a fucking poser. Right. If you really don't go to any shows in your neighborhood or your town, or you don't support anything, you don't do shit. Right. You don't even fucking pay to get into the shows you go to. You're a fucking loser. Yeah, that's corny. That's some corny fucking bullshit. Yeah. Support the shows. Support the bands. Pre-order a record. Yeah. Do some shit. For get to the show early and watch opening bands that you maybe you never even heard of them, but you go there and you fucking see these bands. Yeah. Entitlement and hardcore is a fucking joke, and it, it shouldn't exist. Right? Because this is this is the the fucking 
this is the alternate universe, right? Right. Like you're not, I'm, we're not fucking going to. I don't know. Like it's just fucking stupid. I hate that shit. Yeah. Just fucking exist. Exist where everyone's the same. Right. That's that's just it. That's yeah. the, that's how you should operate. I mean, that's how I try and operate in every sense of my life. Right. Because that's what it is, right? Yeah, man. I agree. I can't disagree with that. That um. Look at shit. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I think we just ran through all. We just ran through everything. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else I could even say to you. Is there anything else I could say? Hey, everything from the past is relevant. That brings it to, to, to the present. Yeah, but I guess my my whole thing is I would never want to like pretend that it matters. You know, it matters, but it doesn't matter. Right. Currently, it's not shit. Sure. You know it's shit? It's fucking fence cutter. That's the real shit. Right. Fucking shackled. That's the real shit. Right. You're wearing this shirt, right? That's, now. that's right. See? So it's important. Right. As I'm paid my fucking hard earned dollars for this shirt that's to right. wear this shirt right now. Right. So I don't want a fucking handout. I don't want any handouts. Yeah. I want to fucking give you my $15 and I want to wear this shirt and be proud of it. Right. And that's it. That's it. That's important. That's supporting. Yeah, I think that's I think that's truly important. I do think a lot of the time, or some of the time, some of the time, that gets lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that gets yeah. lost a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't want. Yeah, I don't say a lot just because. I don't know. I try and fucking got to keep the faith, right? True. That's right. But, but yeah, I hate that shit. That's like. There's a lot of cool shit going on in New Jersey right now that I fucking love, and I truly, I truly do support it. Yeah. And. uh I hope, that? Uh, yeah, I hope fucking anyone listening to this will check out some of that shit and yeah I mean I mean there's a lot of fucking work behind the scenes that go into these things especially with a show with how many bands like 15 bands at least more we got, we got 21 this year Tw- Jesus 21, Christ, 21 bands. bands plus plus four for an after show so you have 25 bands that you put yeah. together for one day into a night yeah it doesn't fucking it doesn't come like like that it's and, fucking work and that's why I always value like all the other festivals that have multiple days and all this other shit and t- 10 after shows and like cause I really like this is a lot of work it truly is it a is. lot of time just dealing with it and like some of it's like time that I choose to contribute to it you know that I'm like excited to talk to Tom and Rachel and beg them to do Most Precious Blood please 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 yeah. like a little kid at a candy store because right. it means that much to me personally sure but you know, you know, dealing with the venue and dealing with the personalities and all that other shit, at times can be super fucking annoying. Of course, man. But um, but I'm su- I'm proud as hell of the lineup I put together, and I think it. I think with everything else that happened this year, crazy shows of bands that haven't played and all these things, I think I was able to put something together that is original yeah. for the year 2019. Yeah, man. And bands are playing that haven't played other shows this yeah. year and and even in recent years, so. Did a great job. I'm happy. Hopefully, it turns out cool, and I think it'll be fine. Send it off on the uh, on a good note. On a good note, exactly. Awesome. Yep. I appreciate your time, bro. Yeah, dude. Thank you for having me. Anytime. I appreciate that. We're over here now. But wait, we're back over here now, my man. You wanted to touch on? Cool. I just wanted to touch base on the school supply donation drive that we're doing again this year. We did it last year for the first time at Back to School Jam, and we're going to do it again this year. We team up with Axe to Grind podcast, and we do um, a donation drive, pretty much. So if you have um, basic school supplies that you can bring awesome, and donate, we're also going to be doing a raffle, multiple raffles, with d- labels and bands donating 
things to people. You donate some money, you get some tickets, then you get, you know, maybe you win a bunch of cool shit from bands, labels. Um, yeah, so if you can participate in that, that'd be really, really awesome. And that'll be at the front when you first walk into White Eagle Hall for Back to School Jam. Um, shout out to Axe Grime for doing that with me last year, and we're doing it again this year to give back to the schools in need. Awesome. That's important, important shit because not everybody has fucking money to pay for everything. Exactly. And if you can give back, you should give back, and that's just what it is. So, you know, we'll have screen prints for sale. All the money from the screen prints are going to the uh, to the cause. So be sure to pick one of those up. I actually have some screen prints left over from last year. I'm gonna bring. If you want to grab one of those, I think there's like ten of them left. So if you didn't get one last year and you give a shit about it. Enjoy like ten bucks. Awesome. That ten bucks will go straight to the straight to the schools to get to get supplies. Sick. So, whatever, um, whatever you got. Back yeah. to school jam is for the children. Exactly. Yep. That's what it is. Awesome. Shout cool. out to Axe the Grind. Yep. And now you want to end this on a song? You, you we want to play a song from one of the bands that are playing Back to School Jam? Oh yeah. Okay. We're gonna play a Folly track. All right. So I don't know what track yet. I'm gonna figure it out. But it's gonna it's gonna be a Folly track. So if you don't know what Folly is, listen in closely. Right. Well, you're about you're about to find out. But this time for real, we're over here now.